I'm Jameson Go from Team Sawblaze, and you're listening to the RoboCast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Sam Elliott, 64, and welcome back to the RoboCast. Not with Steve the American Killjoy, uh, with World of Woodrow, and our guest, Jameson Go. And our substitute for this week, Mr. Psycho. Very, very Hi. last minute. How are you, my friend? It's been a long, old time since we've had you here. <laughs> Yeah, it has been. It's kind of uh, kind of last minute, but I'm I'm cool with this. Let's go. How, how have you been enjoying the season so far, Mike? Oh my goodness, I've been falling out of my chair. It's been so exciting. Well, I'll ask uh, I guess as well, Jamo. How have you been enjoying the season? Because I mean, we'll, we'll get to your second fight a bit later on, but that first fight with Minotaur was something to behold. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that that first fight. You know, we're sitting in the stands getting those first matchups, and as soon as you hear it. Uh, they announce it over to like you know they get all, all the builders in the stands and we were just like oh man this is this is gonna be a tough one. Uh, we we we, looked, we saw the Minotaur team and we looked at our own team. And we're like oh man okay this is how it's gonna start. You you never know which way it's gonna go. So mm. butterflies everywhere. <laughs> Absolutely, and there's you know I mean, it went very well for you. I mean but let's let's talk about the the machine. Obviously the changes you've made from last season to this season because let's face it last season it was a very I feel like it was a very good season, but I feel like there was a bit of disappointment to go out in the same kind of round as you did the previous year. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, we're, well, it is a very, still a very deep uh, spot in the tournament to go out on. So sure. we're trying to think about that in terms of like a disappointment. We're still very proud of the achievement. But yeah, mm-hmm. we always like to do a little bit better than uh, the previous season. So in, a, so in some ways you could say like, Oh, does it feel like we stagnated a little bit? Uh, I don't know. I think our, the quality of wins uh, in that past season are definitely increasing. So we always look for the positive. I think that overall, even though we went out in the same round, the team felt like the robot in the, you know, how we handled ourselves in general was just doing better and better. Hmm. I think that's fair to say. I mean, to be fair, like the, the, I mean, the evidence of that is the fight against Witch Doctor last season, where you know the season before Witch Doctor gave you a good beating whereas you returned the favor in 2020 <laughs> precisely yeah i mean you know the opponent that beats you is kind of the measure of uh of your progression that's how i like to think about it and i'm sure a lot of people would agree so that witch doctor fight particularly was meaningful and you know we're this year we're thinking about tantrum and i'm sure witch doctor is thinking about us so yeah. Absolutely. I was going to say, ten- Tantrum came out of nowhere last year and just continued to break the bracket the further into the bracket it got um, for for many, many people. And even we on the Robocast said to Aaron's face that he would lose that fight against Sawblaze. <laughs> and we've had to make several apologies since. It was, um, it was not, it, the humble pie was consumed very, very yeah. quickly after that. <laughs> um, let's talk about the, so the new, the new Sawblaze. What are the key areas where you kind of think, okay, these are the big marginal gains because it, it's essentially it's the same machine to look at but it, there's just a few tweaks here and there like what, what what's the what do you reckon the key differences were yeah from the from the you know the bird's eye view it looks basically the same thing the same two-wheel drive the uh lots of metal up in the front the, the arm design is basically the same the chassis is completely different and there's a few reasons why for that uh I guess we'll say the the main focus areas was actually not to improve the weapon that much. So the weapon system is actually the same one that we've been running for for last year. Uh, but what we want to make sure is that it can take hits and is more reliable. Uh, funniest thing, uh, two of our 
our two big losses last year to uppercut and tantrum actually were some were related to the weapon reliability issues so just the fact that our weapon can hit the wall where it can be back driven by another vertical spinner and it breaks a component in the the gear train if the arm gets stopped the robot strategy is completely out the window the arm is incredibly critical to basically everything so they're like you know what we should probably put a little bit more into making sure it doesn't break um so the weapon power itself is about is the same the reliability and the transmission that actually performs the hammering motion is increased we introduced a sort of a cushion drive in between so there's some rubber elements which absorb some of the shock we have a new gearbox design um, that has much 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 larger uh you know module gears and things like that so can handle all the abuse um and that's it for that weapon system um and to sort of take some of the hits in the front a little bit better you know we've changed the fork design and also some of the design for the plow itself um so we talked about it in our first post on social media our forks instead of being a multi-component welded design it's now just one thick chonkin piece of ar 500 <laughs> and it's easier to repair because you know you don't have to you know, cut and grind all these little plates and things like that and weld them on. It's just one big thick plate. And, uh, you know, if you lose the edge, you just grind off a little bit more and it's, you know, the same stock, much easier to deal with. Mm. Uh, and you can also notice on the front corners here, we have these uh, sort of multifaceted UHMW pieces. These, uh, uh, we call them, I guess I team calls them the cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> so. Those are just solid pieces of UHMW, like a you know a nod to shatter for yeah. the idea of the ablative armor. Mm -hmm. They bolt onto the sides. We're looking at our losses uh, and places where we take a lot of damage, even if we do win, those corners take a lot of hits. As teams try to get to the outside, try to get to the wheels, and I think that was one of, that was displayed excellently in the Minotaur fight as well, as they took a huge chunk out of one of those cheeks as they flipped us over in the opening seconds, but didn't cause any damage functionally the robot was fine and we were able to bounce back very quickly hmm. i think a lot of teams have kind of wise and done to this but like the the usage of plastics in recent years obviously huge kind of pioneered it with its with its wibbly legs and wibbly wheels and obviously shatter took it to the next level you know throughout last season and, and previously and obviously now yourselves and other teams i think have kind of caught on to the oh actually maybe we should have these you know just to cover critical areas as opposed to the whole machine it doesn't you know, need mm. to be you know fully coated in plastic but where there's a potential threat of let's say in, on saw blades you know taking a big hit on the side it was enough to kind of dissipate enough energy to kind of just you know you're not worried that you're going to take, cause you know sustain massive damage to yourself instead of you know it, it might still cause some damage but not to the same degree as it would do if it wasn't there let's say yeah i mean i think that people are starting to realize the the value of plastics and, and other you know rubbers compliant elements basically yeah, I think the the thought train for a long time has been, I need to make my robot and my armor as hard and as rigid as possible so it can take all the abuse, you know. But there's there's some merit, of course, to uh, actually absorbing energy instead of taking it completely, and you know, taking it. And, and if you can take that damage, uh, isolating it versus letting it propagate to the entire machine, I think is being incredibly valuable. And that's underneath the cheek. We have the AR, and then the, a the AR front plow assembly is mounted on uh, vibration isolators anyways. 
So there's many, many different steps in serial where this absorbs energy before it even makes it to our electronics. Yeah. Some good stuff. Something interesting, or something I mean, I've been interested in knowing, in both of your fights that we've seen so far, you've only run with three of the forks instead of the four. What was the reasoning behind that? So the image you see here is, uh, it's the four fork design. Uh, might, what might not be totally clear in this one is that the these forks that are shown in this picture are actually shorter, and they have a lot of uh, uh, internal cutouts on the ends and in the middle. Uh, the longer ones that we've been using so far uh, don't have as many cutouts and are, and are a few inches longer, uh, and that's to get that reach advantage. So as a result of being longer and less weight cut out, they are a little bit heavier, so we make that trade off. Um, and also with these vertical spinners, you never know which way you're going to land. In our yeah. last fight, we we lucked out and the robot didn't experience alternate uh, or reorientation. So Minotaur one could have possibly gone in that wrong way. So we've been keeping our full uh, chassis, our, our nominal chassis armor sets for the tops and bottoms. So they're they're thicker and made of metal instead of composites. So we those weigh a little bit more in the long run as well. Uh-huh. So now you know. Now you know. Let's should we talk about some fights from this week because there, there were there were quite a few good ones that I feel like we should probably crack on. Um, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot to talk about for sure. So fight number one was Malice and Jackpot. Um, of course, Jeff formerly on the Malice team. Well, didn't even get to be on the Malice team before no, Malice was competed. on the Malice team when it was in the designing and building phase, and then split off just before the 2020 season to build Jackpot and turned it around in a month or so, uh, I believe. Still crazy to think about. Um, I enjoyed the shade and just throwing the Malice jacket (laughs) to the floor. It's like, I am done with the... (laughs) See, I liked it when the Malice team turned to them and called them traitors right before... (laughs) Yes. Again, we love the gamesmanship here. It's very much, you know, very much afoot with this fight. Um, It was a really good fight as well. Malice... Mm lasting a lot better than it did in the first fight with its weapon, you know, kept giving hit, kept giving hits. But eventually, Jackpot just turned it on. And I, I really feel like Jackpot, we mentioned it might have a bit of a difficult season. You know, it's, people are a lot more aware of its existence now. Last year, it was very much a, it turned up after being built for four weeks. Now I'm starting to think, hmm, it's really quite good. <laughs> it's really yeah. good. That heartbreaker setup is really... I mean, it's not only nice on the eye, but it, it works very, very nicely. The big front plough and that single heart-shaped disc, which is just... I mean, if ever you've seen a themed robot, there is none better than Jackpot, I feel. It's just... It's all there, isn't it? It's so very vague. It's, it's very complete, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? In its, in its aesthetic, and I, I'm, I'm here for it. And there was yeah. also a few nice little messages, you know, on the plough it said, show me the bunny... Yeah, very nice. And obviously, the was it was it full send on the on the heart as well? Yeah, 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 along the side of it. Very nice. Just you know, you got to appreciate the, the the smaller details. And um, yeah, Jackpot really, really turned it on in this fight. And Malice Owen two. It's a it's a different season to last year, uh, for sure. Um, yeah, the it, I mean, this is very much a case of look how much the robots are changing season to season by the fact that Malice came in as a newbie last year and was reasonably good and got into the 32 to now being Owen 2 and very much found out despite on, the on fact that they've foot. made some, yeah, some really nice changes to it this year and just, you know, the, the tail to stop it landing on its back and the, this, uh, I think it's the blackout drum, is it called? R- or something blackout. like that. Roaring blackout, that's it. Um, 
yeah, it's it's a real nasty field out there this year. <laughs> I'm kind of curious what failed in Malice during this fight because uh, I think it was left-sided drive gave out on them, and it was mm. just spewing sparks out at one point. So yeah. it might have been another motor failure like they had uh, with their weapon last fight, um, which is something mm. we didn't see last season from them. They weren't having any problems with their drive, so... Mm. I'm kind of curious what's going on with uh, with the robot this time, if it's getting hit harder than it ever was before, or um, if they've changed something and kind of need to go back to what worked. I say, Jamie, I'm not sure if you, you're familiar with what happened with, with Malice there, are you? Or... No, unfortunately. I, I was thinking about it. Like, I know that, uh, well, they, they ended up having a gearbox problem, but I think that was pretty apparent. <laughs> I don't know all the details about what happened to the weapon or the drive. And of course, Jackpot struggled with drive at the end as well. By the looks of things, they were starting to pivot. I wonder if the wedge got bent under itself. It's a possibility. Poss- like, it might, might have been the case if they were maybe slightly high centered. There was the also a moment in this that we haven't spoken about yet, which is another light um, has been <laughs> <Yes>. a victim. <laughs> um, I think it was one of the parts that hold on the weapon teeth um, was shot skywards and there. Uh, glass came falling down I, I did enjoy the, the jackpot team celebrating in the like the kind of the slow mo's post fight they were like yeah we got the light and then you just got Greg probably in the background just crying that he's going to have <laughs> more money on fixing the arena uh, these damn robots um, good win for jackpot you know 2-0 and o again you know they still haven't lost I think in um, the preseason fights which is a, a great mm-hmm. record to have considering they've now done five fights I want to yeah. say is it Hydra that have the record of seven? Obviously, Bite Force of eight. Okay, let's let's ignore that. Yeah. But, so Bite Force have eight. Of course, doesn't count. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> God God tier machines, you know. Aside, um, <laughs> you know, jackpots on five. One more win, and you know you got to think you got to be looking at a high seed for them as well because they obviously they beat Malice. Who? Yeah. Okay, this season they're struggling, but you know are a known quantity, you know quite good. And who do they fight? It was Deadlift, wasn't Deadlift. it? Deadlift. And both of these fights have been really good. Mm. Really, really solid fights for, for both. I mean, for everyone involved, really. I mean, we didn't see Deadlift struggling in that one. It wasn't exactly against a weak machine there. And the same can be said for Malice. Mm. They were roaring on all cylinders to start with. Talking yeah. strength of schedule, do you think they're going to throw a jackpot somebody really big next fight? I think they've got to, haven't they, surely? I mean, they, they, they've, you know... Obviously, they lost uh, JMO. You're looking a bit, a bit quizzical there. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think obviously they fought rotator, didn't they, in the bracket last year? I think they've got mm-hmm. to face someone like high end again, haven't they? Because they yeah. obviously they fought Lockjaw in their third fight last year, and Lockjaw was struggling at the time. Was was it one on one at the time? Mm-hmm. Something like that. I think so. They yeah. had a lot of issues with burnouts and things. I can't remember. But, yeah, bas- but being basically... five and zero oh in the regular season, I mean, Hydra, Copperhead. It's, they've got they've got to get one of the top four. Would Surely, be a good match. yeah, maybe Sawblaze. You never know. You never know. <laughs> Green robots. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about fight number two, uh, which was Ribot and Overhaul. The returning Overhaul, of course. Jamo, your former teammate. Ah, <laughs> uh, from from a long time ago oh. now. <laughs> Yeah, watching this was painful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I still, I still root for Charles, like for sure. I mean, I root for root for David and his crew as well. These are both great teams, uh, both good friends of mine. So, but you know, I, I think, I think, uh, I mean, we always hope for a good fight, and this one was 
kind of a slaughter. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, could, could apparently frogs up. frogs can uh, can kill cats. Apparently, who, who yeah, knew? yeah, frog frogs greater than cats. I especially enjoyed blue anime frog. Yes, in this the, one. the poison dart frog. Uh, yeah, very, very enjoyable that was. It's been a while since we've had the sort of chameleonic ribot. Um, yeah, sort of dressing up. I mean, obviously, the best one still, I think, has to be the sawblaze dress up, where it's just black with the green flames. I mean, it's... Very, very enjoyable. Yeah. yeah, I miss the legs. You know, I miss yeah. the legs. Yeah, oh. I think this is a better tactical decision in, in the long run. Still maintains the the frog aesthetic, but I, I miss the floppy bits. You know, every time yeah. it drives around, it goes. I think that, well, there was, there was that rule change, wasn't there, with regard to was it? Was yeah, it a not allowed to use the issue? foam anymore. Yeah, I wonder it if that takes far too long to clear up. <laughs> yes, um, it was everywhere. One, one thing I do want to talk about in this fight, which I find quite interesting, is the fact that Overhaul didn't go with a big wedge. Now, I think this is due to the the new rules, isn't it, with with regard to modular weaponry? I think. I was going to say something about that because isn't the Ribot team known for swapping their modules back and forth continuously before a fight to screw the other team up? Yeah, so. so you have to lock in, I believe, a a design for your robot, how you're going to enter the arena, and then you can't change it once it's like locked in. Or That's that's supposedly the rule. I don't but know whether e- but it's even then, maintainable. There's, there's, there's no reason why Ribot can't, can't set up with a vert and then say, okay, we're going to use the horizontal and then change it as late yeah. as they can, sort of thing, to kind of throw the opposition to think, okay, they're going to just going to run the vert, sort of thing. I wonder if that kind of played into it a little bit. Jameson, do you happen to know what went on? <laughs> uh, I will comment as to the the proceedings about how it should be done, or how how it is intended to be done per the rules. Uh, as to what actually transpired, I have heard many rumors and will share none of them. Because I think it just sounds really bad. Uh, so what's supposed to happen is that in the case where you have robots with all these configurations or levels of modularity, you can call over an official who will uh, then basically go to each team individually. And each team will basically show them their proposal in clear detail, whether that's physically having the things there or a picture of, a, of the setup that you intend to run. So basically, it is you're supposed to give them as much detail as possible. There's some cases in previous years where there were pictures given that weren't very clear, uh, obviously to sort of deceive a little bit. So this year they're they're asking for extreme uh, explicitness in terms of your configuration, and these are submitted to uh, to an official, where at a given time the submission is locked in, and you will be expected to run that or face consequences such as like forfeit or whatnot. Um, but you have to actually engage with the official. Otherwise, they don't know that they need to moderate because they're busy mm. people. They're going all over the place. Um, so if you don't do that, you're kind of left to this, you know, this game that I don't think anyone really loves. Mm. Uh, so we, we've heard stories from... I don't from... love this game. <laughs> We've heard, we've heard stories from other teams in the past where, like, like for example, Hydra last year, where they had that, you know, the the keep away stick for Gigabyte and things like that, where, you know, they, they were taking putting things on the machine, and then taking things off and putting things on and taking things off, just to kind of keep people guessing. I think I, I want to say there was a, it might have been against Robot last year. Mad Catter bought both versions, the hammer and the the spinner. Yeah, and they had a little race to see who got what configuration, yeah. according <laughs> to the TV show. Anyway, um, that was right, Satter Pit. It was it was true. They're, they're like, what was it? Uh, Martin's like, hey, like, 
Oh wait, no, I, I gotta get the voice right. <laughs> JMO, can you be the officiant for like who wins? And he's like, wait a second, you're biased. Uh, yeah, so yeah, there's there's been cases of things like that. However, I mean, with this new, uh, like with this official involved, so you can submit a configuration if you want to play the mind game anyways. Technically, you're allowed to do that. It's just that when it when it comes down to match time, you have to have the one that you promised. Mm. So I don't know if maybe they they told Ribot maybe Ribot told the official like we're gonna run the horizontal and then he's playing games with the vert the entire time like turning screws to the last minute or like mounting it to the chassis. So I don't know I don't know exactly what happened here, uh, but in any case. We saw the result. Yes, <laughs> and it did. wasn't a pretty one. <laughs> yeah, there were some great pictures on the on Charles's in, um, Facebook page of the damage to overhaul, and oh my goodness, there is damage to overhaul. There's some, there's some big chunks out of it. I'm bearing in mind that that front bulkhead is thick. You can see how thick it is. Mm. That it's it, done yeah, thick. No, it, it 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 was a bit done in as well. Yeah. Um, it's in better days, but it's it's it, for for my two cents. I mean, it was, it was great to see Overhaul back in the arena. Like, I think it's it's a machine that I've kind of appreciated more as the years have gone on, and it's it's just an interesting machine to look at. And especially now, with there are several you know of this style of grab and lift machine, and then this is this, this and Bite Force, the original Bite Force with the with the, the two back in the day, were, which were like the the premier ones. And you know, it's it's good to see it back and. Hopefully, I mean, to be fair, for a first fight back, Ribot is not a nice draw to get, so hopefully Overhaul will have a fair little better later on in the season. Let's talk about fight number three, which was Orby Blade, which I'm still going to call it Orby Blade because I just think yep. it sounds better. And Scorpios, uh, your brother in Saw, <laughs> from... <laughs> From a sword-based point of view, and let's let's rejoice because we saw a two-headed Deathlingo T-shirt on TV. <laughs> it happened. Yes, we made it. <laughs> hey, I get a bingo square for that. You do get yeah. a bingo square. There, there is a, a secret game of bingo going on this year that uh, we're all enjoying very much. And Mike has really suffered from not many squares again this year, so it's nice for you to get one finally. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the first one or the second one of the season. Is, there's certainly some of yours that have already been killed. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. It was a very enjoyable moment to see. And, uh, Diana, thank you for making uh, our dreams come true. Um, Fight-wise, it was a dream come true for Scorpios as well because this was a beatdown. <laughs> there was, yeah. I mean, this there's been a few you know people obviously online you know saying you know Scorpio should have held back against uh, Orby, but I think it's kind of similar to what you said in your first uh, episode review, Mike. You ha- you cannot let an opponent go because they might just come back to life if they keep hitting it, and it might just turn around and start wailing on them. Exactly. We've seen that in a fight later in this episode, even. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, what what surprised me the most was just how very one-sided it was. You know, I know Orby, they're they're a good team. Blade is a really good robot, and it hits really hard. But Scorpios gave them exactly zero opportunity to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's a little bit surprising. I mean, I know... I'm going to make a little bit of a sarcastic comment here. Like, Blade is supposed to be Tombstone with all of its flaws fixed because it's got wheel guards, it has a wedge, it has a self-writing mechanism. And every one of those things cost it this fight because Scorpios just got under the wedge and lifted all its wheels off the ground. Yeah. Like, constantly. It, it, and to be fair, you know, we know Zack is a very good driver. He's he's very experienced in, in fighting robots. And he did not give Orby a chance to kind of 
spin up or you know just drive away or anything and the the improvements to the weapon are profound because oh, we were not seeing it, these kind of hits last year from scorpios like an absolute tank it's it like watching really a sawblaze fight yeah <laughs> i mean you, you must have been you know jamie you must have been slightly impressed by, from the other side of you know it's a it's a machine that's obviously understandably compared to sawblaze because they kind of appeared around the same time and they've kind of gone up through the ranks at a similar pace i'd say probably with the exception of, you know, last season, I think Scorpius is kind of a little bit behind every now and then, but this is a big leap forward to have a weapon of that calibre. Yeah, we're all often compared, you know, was it, was it the, the, what are the, what are the blue, uh, green Scorpios and Scorpius with the, you know, blue saw blaze or something. We also switched to the hammer saw in the same, uh, in the same year as well. So it only makes it worse. Uh, watching Scorpius in this fight, I mean, I was cheering for both teams. I have a lot of respect for both of the, both these uh, these teams, and also, you know, knowing that Scorpios has upgraded their weapon system in their builders' blogs, uh, definitely looking forward to seeing what it could do. And I will, I'll totally agree. It was it was putting out the pain. It's vastly improved since last season, and I was like, hey, that's good. That's good stuff. Those are good hits. Um, I mean, that black the the back on Orby, I believe, is hard ox. So I mean, those are some really good cuts. Uh, similar. To like blacksmith's fight, I enjoyed watching the power hammer go to work. <laughs> Absolutely, um, it's, it's, it's worth. Go on, no, go on, Jeff. I was, I was going to say it's worth noting that the Orbi team and the Scorpios team have known each other for a few years now. They, um, I believe, Zach went over and did an event over in Korea that the Orbi team put on uh, with some smaller weight class machines, and um, yeah, so the, these two teams know each other, and uh, I think that's that goes into part of why this fight went on for so long because the Scorpios team didn't want to let that fight just be a short one and keep it going and, and have a good time see if Orby could get back into it while still winning the fight. Because we've seen it a few times in this season and in this episode as well that um, going after a well helping out a robot that seemingly is incapacitated has come back to bite them so you know it, I think it was done out of uh, the the goodness of the, the show. show yeah i think so I, I mean it is a shame because as we you know for those that have seen orby blade and under the hood it is a beautifully engineered machine and a lot of the parts that were very painstakingly and expensively machined it was a lot of damage was taken and you know there's there's some great photos online of of the the damage afterwards and you just wince a little bit and you think oh it's just a lot to repair mm-hmm. but they have got a spare one so hopefully yeah. we'll see more fights um, for Blade later on in the season that I work will out say for them. as well how happy I am to see Orby, the Orby team and Blade competing in battle. Finally! Wars. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. They were really, really good entertainment value on King of Bots. And uh, as they said, it's they're in the big leagues now. And this is it's great to see them here. Yeah. I'm looking forward to a full power hit sometime later. Mm. <laughs> We've got to see it. It's hopeful. Yeah, Scorpios is not a very nice matchup for this first fight, is it? No. They, they, they take horizontals for breakfast. I mean, we saw that last season. I mean, with the exception of Bloodsport last season, they, they fought pretty much all horizontals in the in the preseason fights and obviously fought Ice Wave in the Bounty. It, it's, this is their bread and butter, and it was very evident that this is a well-drilled team with a robot that they know so very well fighting against the, you know, the machine that they they built the machine for basically mm. it's that's the style of robot that they built the machine for jameson the uh the whole audience 
well not the whole audience but a lot of the audience really want to see a match between Scorpios and Sawblaze um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on said match uh, I don't really want a fight like that <laughs> I know everyone wants to see it and it's like you know to to what purpose would it serve it's mm-hmm. I guess to answer the eternal question is which one would who would beat who but you know does that mean that one robot's better than the other I don't think so it could be a number of things just you know, luck, circumstances, all the different setup games, because they have different front ends. We have different front ends now. You know, it could be a lot of that different circumstance. And yeah, I don't know. I think it would be, it would end up being like thumb wars, but no one wants to strike. <laughs> so, you know what you guys yeah. should do just to just to have some fun with it is have a grudge match with Scorpios and you guys switch robots for the fight. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we hope to have Zach and Dan on later in the series, so I'll try and remember to uh, ask them the, ask same, them question. the same question, basically. <laughs> and then we can just put that whole thing to bed. Uh... It's, it's interesting, because uh, you know, I personally, I see Sawblaze as a more aggressive machine than Scorpius, and Scorpius more defensive. Um, that may change this season with the addition of the new weapon on Scorpius, but that's kind of the impression I've always had. So Yeah, that's generally kind of what like Zach and I have kind of We've we've worked through the advantages and disadvantages because you know through the AMAs and all sorts of other you know podcasty things, people ask a lot of the same questions. So we actually like sat down and said, okay, how do we distinguish ourselves? What what do we what do we think? And you know, although the robots are very visually similar, we it, it is exactly exactly that. Um, Scorpios tends to have a, a a much stronger, they're more defensive. They take the hits. Um, in their weapon system, like maybe it's it's getting there for sure, and maybe well, it's generally accepted that maybe Sawblaze does does more damage or something. So we're more on the glass cannon end, and they're more on the defense end. To put it in sort so. of perhaps uh, for fans of Pokemon the trading card game. Um, you've got <laughs> the rapid strike and the single strike. <laughs> the, um, I don't like TCG. It doesn't do it for can, me. You can make up your mind which way round it is. <laughs> Let's let's move on. Let's move on quickly uh, to well. This, this, speaking of rapid strikes, uh, Tombstone versus Mammoth. Oh, um, well, this fight went exactly how I thought it would, right up until it didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, from from my two cents, I thought it was very very cruel giving Mammoth Tombstone after after they they managed to beat the horizontal hijinks. I, I thought, okay, they've proven is, they can handle a horizontal. This is another audience request fight, unfortunately. It really um, is. The whole audience asked to see Mammoth versus Tombstone when Mammoth first came on the scene. I don't know why people just have a, a sick sense of humour or something, <laughs> I don't know, but um, <laughs> we finally got it, and boy, did it kind of deliver, but also throw a lot of stuff into the air. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out a... Um... A returning segment, a days uh, after controversy. And oh yeah, day, <laughs> days without controversy. And, and uh, I'm going to set that timer back to zero because yeah, yeah, I think we've, so. We've got a well. It was what was it called? The simultaneous incapacitation. Oh, was Almost it? rolls off the tongue. Well, was so, it? <laughs> well, I'm going to I'm going to play devil's advocate. Let's say yes, it was because both machines were struggling to transition transition across the arena at the at the same time at one point. There mm-hmm. was definitely a moment where Mammoth couldn't move, Tombstone couldn't were kind of crab walking as well, they couldn't get out of their circumference. As that kind of count went on, Mammoth's wheel fell off that was damaged, 
and kind of was, I'm going to use the term, crackening it, um, yeah. was able to one-wheel, sort of get a little bit of movement across the arena. And Tombstone just stopped completely because they I think they got high-centred. The well, they got yeah. high-centred. The one wheel was spinning, but the other one wasn't, was, was stuck. I, I think Ray yeah, said somewhere the... that the, uh, yeah. um, the bolt that holds the weapon in place got stuck in the kill saw slot. <laughs> oh, no. That is unfortunate, because the kill saw slots were made wider this year to allow yeah. the pyrotechnics. Uh, and, mm. and, and for forks, yeah. Not, but to, totally not for the fork. Yeah, did they, yeah, Jameson, did they measure the width of your forks for the new kill saw slot? <laughs> Is that how it went? Well, no. Well, we designed our forks around the old kill saw slot. Uh... So, they, I mean, they won't fall in, but the the barbs on the ends are... They, they, they should be designed a little bit differently to accommodate for the increased width. So, okay. it's like, we should have no problem floating over those, but... As it turns out. Like, <laughs> Mammoth should didn't end keyword. up quite as broken as I think people thought it would which is more testament to the fact that Mammoth isn't just a load of scaffolding put together I respect the tactics of just absolutely send everything we've got into Tombstone's weapon and see what happens, that was mm. a, a big we, play. <laughs> we commented when we were watching the episode that it was great to see them say I am not adapting my robot for Tombstone I will fight them as I am <laughs> It's brave strategy it didn't yeah. really work out but it was a brave one nonetheless no. Um where do we stand on the the almost again mammoth the team were saying we we're moving we're moving and i agree to a point but had it gone too far by that point already and i i've i've I mean there were still seconds that... on the clock to stop that count on one side but yes I have um, seen, I've seen, I've seen in, in some places where one machine was counted out and then they realised, oh, the other machine's dead, and then they were counted out, and then things kind of got a bit confused. I think the judge's decision was the correct one. Let's not beat about the bush. Tombstone was on top and was winning the fight at that but point. should it have gone to a judge's decision? That's the, that's the question. Um, Mike, I'll ask you first. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, well, I was just watching this fight when you messaged me to come on the, the podcast, and I watched it probably about nine or ten times trying to pick up on editing trickery because you know i make videos i know how they can manipulate what people mm -hmm. are expecting and i noticed they kind of replayed some clips of the robots moving and making the same maneuver from different angles and mm. i think the the clip of the referees communicating with each other that it was simultaneous i think that was filmed separately because um, in every shot, the referees are standing between all the team members, except for those shots where they're clearly by themselves. Mm. So I think there was some editing trickery going on here to, and I don't think it's it's uh, malicious editing trickery. I think it was just very fast and very confusing for everybody involved. So and they're just trying to make a coherent timeline for the audience. Yeah, and um, obviously, obviously by that point they've obviously declared the fight has been stopped because they're both not moving. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, I mean, me personally, I think Mammoth should have been counted out. Um, Malice earlier crab walked about a quarter of the way across the arena and was still counted out. Yeah, this is... Oh, that's, so that's consistent. It's, it's, it's very consistent yeah. with that. Um, yeah, I, but neither robot could engage the other to continue to fight. It, they, they were out. Correct. Jamer, what do you reckon? Now, this was just as confusing as you guys had seen it. Uh, I we, we I wasn't watching it live. I was watching it from the from the pit screens. But uh, you know we're 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 wondering because we don't hear the audio. Was so we're just like, what just happened here? I think I remember my reaction was, oh my god, did Mammoth just beat Tombstone? <laughs> um, 
because you know we, we only see the result. We don't know how they're counting it out. Uh, I do believe that, yeah, in the confusion of it, in the moment, there was confusion about what exactly was transpiring. So I would totally believe that they filmed the referees just for the clarity of the TV show, that that's what they decided to do is the simultaneous. But uh, yeah, this all comes down to what is the definition of mobility? Uh, and, you know, there's some, there's crazy stuff that we've seen before, right? Uh, so is, is crab walking enough mobility? And to stay consistent, unfortunately, I think that that, you know, as, as you guys noted, that there was not enough motion. So the double count out, the simultaneous incapacitation, really unfortunate. Otherwise, for definition of crab walking, if it was acceptable, I think Mammoth was still moving technically. Tombstone was totally centered in the slot. So I wonder if, if they, yeah. later on down the line, they look at the sort of crab walking ruling and, and that sort of adjusted to say, you know, if one robot is completely stationary and the other is crab walking, the completely stationary robot is counted out first or something like that. I don't know, but I I, I feel it mean, if, if not anything else, that mm-hmm. a, a robot that was moving still gets counted out. For, for me, I think they're, walking, but... they're working on that definition for sure. Yeah. And also the proceedings generally for count outs, because there's also occasions where, okay, what happens if a robot engages you? What, is, do you keep counting out? I think it should reset because they're they're messing with you so if they maybe the, the count out procedure future looking would be you have to leave them completely alone and maybe go to you know what unboxing a neutral corner or something like that yeah you know back into your starting square perhaps but yeah it was a, it was an interesting fight for sure and i think you know i think very fortunate for ray that it, it did end up being the rules the way that they fell because had tombstone lost this one it's a, it's a big uphill climb after you know going, i still think oh, it two. is I think I think it is because it's not. It wasn't a. You look it's at the not fight a convincing last year, win. You look at last it? year. They, they, their second fight, they beat Slapbox, didn't they? And that was fairly, you know, one and done. It was, you know, not. It was a very comprehensive victory. This yeah. wasn't that. It was. They've got a loss to Captain Shredderator. They've got mm. a dicey judges' decision <laughs> against Mammoth. Mammoth. Uh, they they really have to pull out all the stops in their third if they get a slot in the 32 i did really enjoy the little pro, uh, like kind of promo that was cut before this though of ray kind of sitting down and saying look i understand people were gonna say tombstones lost it but everyone no matter I'm, uh, james i'm sure you're exactly the same but obviously you fought tombstone like no one wants to fight it because it hits really hard i'll fight it again <laughs> <laughs> you've got a score to settle so you, that, that doesn't count <laughs> yeah we can strike back now so <laughs> we're true. all we're ready to go <laughs> But for the like, you know, if you go in the arena with Tombstone, you're going to take some big hits, and it's going to be a bit of a mess in there. Either way, you know, it's 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 not something you want to th- you know want to fight. Like, just yeah, from same an people expense don't want to fight him for sure. Yeah, <laughs> everybody who goes don't. in the arena with Tombstone says goodbye to their robot because even if they win, they're not re- rebuilding it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be. This, it's not going to look the same afterwards, at least, surely. No. <laughs> The face only a mother could love. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Let's talk about fight number five, which was a rematch from mm. 2019. Uh, well, for those that have seen on the basement fights on YouTube, uh, Lucky and Tantrum fought in 2019, and it was and I and I I've watched fought. it since. It was an 
awful fight. It was so oh. bad. Go and go and watch it. I, it's on YouTube. Anyone can watch it wherever you are in the world. And it is a dreadful fight. Lucky yeah. it has a wheel dead at the start of the fight. That's, That's how... a great selling point there, Sam. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's worth watching just to see how bad it is. It was, it was not good. <laughs> it was not good. What I will um, say, how good it was to see Lucky back in the box and yes. how different it is to the last time we saw it. How oh. better it is to the last time I we saw really it. I really enjoyed Lucky. It, it got under Tantrum. <laughs> Bearing in mind, Tantrum can get under anything. Tantrum got under Sawblaze. <laughs> Sawblaze gets under everything. And now Lucky okay. is now at the bottom of that pecking order of who's lower ground clearance, you know? It's just like... I mean, that's the question then. Should Lucky have left Tantrum on the rail? Because I think Tantrum eventually would have shook themselves off. I think there was enough I think so. jiggling about to make I it I think happen, they, but... they must have seen that they were coming off either way and wanted to yes. get another flip in for aggression's sake. You know, I didn't get a chance to watch the fight right before this, but I think they were the part of the rail they were stuck on is that part that flaps out to yeah, the dislodge the robots bit. anyway. So even if Tantrum was stuck there, that probably would have dislodged them. Yeah. It was, it was fascinating to see how they... The, obviously, the, the new driver of, of Lucky as well kind of adapted to things quite he quickly. Did such a good job mm. for a first-time heavyweight driver. Oh yeah. my goodness, he took it to one of the best-driven robots in the field, mm. and he saw that when they were going to get off, I might as well get a free hit in before they get loose. Um, I don't know anybody that can drive that well as, as a first-time driver. Oh yeah, he was he was practicing nonstop before all this. Uh, he was he he had a uh, like a bunch of it. The, the lucky team had a bunch of d2s in their pits and they're just driving it constantly and getting other drivers to to spar with him so he's really getting in that practice uh i, w- I was going to except that they gave me a pistol grip radio and i said ah no thanks <laughs> <laughs> not, i'm not gonna change i'm not gonna rewire my brain for a different radio before i fight so yeah, fair enough i mean it was it was a good start for lucky and then tantrum showed the quality that we kind of came to see from it last season and it 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 didn't give it a chance after like they, they made one mistake at the start and looking got underneath them but after that it was just one-way traffic and tantrum really has like that weapon as well like sounding really good it was spinning up really nicely took off the armor panels on the wheels took off the wheels and lucky unfortunately i i, I was really sad because you know lucky Lucky's never really kind of inspired me in, in previous seasons. I know, obviously, it's based off Ziggy, the super heavyweight killer. And in 2016, it had a great fight with Beta, but since then, mm. it's kind of slipped down, slipped down, slipped down. And I've never really been like, wow, Lucky's in the arena. And this kind of made me think, I don't know, this the, is great. The, uh, was it 2018 uh, Desperado tournament? It did well in that, didn't it? It but... did, and, and it had some really good fights in that, but... Yeah, I, I can see what you're saying, and this is definitely, I think, one of the best versions of Lucky we've seen so far. Certainly on BattleBots, this is probably one of its best yeah. fights. I think, you know, obviously the, the, the design itself has been around for a long time and has had many fights over the years, but like since BattleBots came back, it's kind of not really lived up to that really high bar that Ziggy had. Obviously, they know the machines are so different, and, you know, it's it's a different kettle of fish in BattleBots. You know, the, this, the quality of machine is so high, and the damage output is so high and i think it's definitely not a machine of conceived in today's really high-tech brushless era mm. but it still has a it still has a place i think and that was it was very evident in this fight where they they took on one of the best and gave it a good run it's also nice to see I mean, there's not many launchers or flippers in battle bots and lucky is 
probably the, the most unique of all of them. It's a four bar. The, it's a four bar, yeah. The, yeah. It's just, it's so wonderful to see it. See, competing. I want to see a full power flip from Lucky. Because mm. uh, I've messaged with uh, Mark, the team captain, a few times. Lucky has uh, a few different power modes. They've never used their full power flip in, a, in combat. Really? Um, apparently, and this is what Mark tells me, apparently they can roof robots with it. But if they miss, they'll break the robot's frame doing so, which is why they've never used it. There is a load of lucky testing on online that you should definitely go and check out and go and seek out. It's really quite powerful. They they spent a long time testing it out in their off season, so um, yeah, yeah. Maybe if we're lucky, we'll get to see uh, lucky hey. give us that uh, that full power. <laughs> Hopefully, we, we can only hope. Um, Tantrum moves to two and oh. One thing I could, I did want to say before we moved on from this fight, Tantrum. I feel like, given that their first two fights were now Malice and Lucky, their strength of schedule has been quite interesting for me. I thought they would be given much, much more tough opponents than what they've had. I wasn't, yeah. you know, there's, there's not any shade to either Malice or Lucky, but they were a semi finalist last year, and they fought Malice, who obviously mostly unchanged. It obviously a few things under the hood, but it, for, the, for the same part, it was more or less the same robot. And a, a returning Lucky, I feel like they would have had, I don't know, maybe like a like an end game by now or something, you know? That, mm. uh, that, that <laughs> again, Jamie, with the Do quiz, you know the who I look. want to see them fight? Go on. I want to have Stop a proper... <laughs> I want to have a proper rematch against Tombstone. Because be obviously fun. the first version fought Tombstone and had fists thrown. I mean, and I don't mean it, it was fighting. I meant it was taken off. Um, so, yeah, we know Tantrum is a tough little box. Let's test it against something really strong. And if Ray does beat them, he's then beaten a top four machine and deserves a slot in the 32. Mm-hmm. Good point. Make it happen, BattleBots, in the past. <laughs> <laughs> book, and if not, book it for next season. Let's have it. Yeah. Let's have it. Why not? Let's talk about fight number six. Uh, sports nice guys finish last is the tagline for this one because <laughs> it's Ghost Raptor versus Glitch. Um, yeah, I, I feel we need to address something about Ghost Raptor. Um, what's, what's that? Go on. The um, oh, the extension. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. The, the self writing mechanism. The, the, on the, the protrusion. Top. Yeah. Yeah. The bulge. It's for self writing. That's what it's for. I do find it interesting that <laughs> this season That's a good they have, it, Jeff, thank you. Yeah, they they have a design expert on their team and they've okayed that to go into the arena. I mean <sighs> they they've got a design consultant, that's it. That's the word I was looking for. And and the design consultant is going, Yep, that's fine. <laughs> I'll I'll be honest, like I kind of expected Glitch to walk this one and it really didn't because ghost raptors as 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 experienced as chuck is last season didn't really fare too well he he himself kind of said that you know we've we've been out of the game for a very long time and it wasn't quite at the level we thought it was going to be it's much higher obviously glitch is a new machine has its you know new machine gremlins which we'll get on to in a minute but i, I was surprised how well ghost raptor fared mm. early on obviously the I, I do did, need to uh, say one thing about this year's ghost raptor in that at least it's symmetrical this year um, that, it does spark joy, yes. It does, yeah. It's it's an improvement over last year, massively. Um, it's just... This this was sort of a a fight, and then it wasn't, and then it was again, and then it wasn't again. 
I my, my thing was I obviously the the team mentioned afterwards. I think the wedge got bent under for glitch. I also think one of their wheels was having issues. There was a, it did. Yeah, there, was there a, is a full glitch write up uh, if you go and see their Facebook page. And and one side of their drive was uh, really struggling. So they were only strafing using one side of what they could basically. Right. Um, it yeah. makes a lot more sense. I, I say I'm sure they run over some debris as well. And after, as soon as they they ran over it, one of the wheels kind of started having a bit of a moment. I as was well, going to so. look up what it was, but. I, I, yeah, it Something. would take me too long. They, they yeah. run over some some shrapnel in the arena. The weapon was good though; gives out some it really was. nice, it juicy got some hits. Power to it. Again, mm. it's a nice, nice egg beater shape. Um, we we spoke about uh, Riptide the other was it last week, week before, yeah, last week. week. Um, is a sort of based egg beater. This is a sort of very based egg beater design as well, um, but with that beautiful strafing. I mean, just watching it glide around the arena. I mean, we. You expect it from Shatter now, so it's so lovely to see it from another machine. Um, it it moves. Just, oh, yes. Yes, made me feel very happy. <laughs> it was it was good to see Donald, uh, not Donald, um, Chuck. I'm thinking of old school Roboteers here. It's a, it's a bad thing. Um, it was nice to see Chuck release Glitch off the wall. He could have, he could have just left it and took, took the win, but, you know, he, at the same time, he, he also realised it's their first fight, so... I, I mean, think Chuck gets all the sportsmanship points this week. I mean, after his sort of interview really going, oh, uh, they don't seem that powerful a machine, you then see him helping them out in the pits, get it ready to go, you see him get them off the wall, not once, but twice, you know. It's uh, just... Very wholesome. Yeah. Very wholesome. It's the uh, power of that Mohican, I think. <laughs> One of the other things to keep in mind is uh, that the way that the judges see it, freeing a stuck opponent is considered extremely aggressive. Mm. So if you're pretty sure it's going to end up going to the judges, you want to make sure you get as much aggression points as you can. Yeah. I think without the, the last hit that Glitch got on Ghost Raptor, Ghost Raptor takes that judge's decision. But the, the damage was stacking up at that point. Yeah, that, that last and... little 10 second rally really pulled it back the other way, I think. And... Yeah. It was impressive. It has to count for some aggression as well, I suppose. Uh, it must have been reasonably tight on the, uh, the scorecards. I'd be interested to see those scorecards for this fight, actually, because not just out of you've made a wrong decision, but out of how close was it? Mm. Well, we're not going to talk about the YouTube exclusive because we're currently recording on the Saturday, so very sorry. You'll have to wait till next week for the uh, Retrograde versus uh, Rampage fight. If you have seen it, you'll know that we're not really missing much. <laughs> Let's just say that much. Uh, the main event, JMO. What were your thoughts when you kind of when you were told your opponent was going to be the guy you fight at Norwalk pretty much every month? <laughs> oh, actually, this was, we had not Calvin and I had never fought before. Oh, did, oh did you not fought said, by this point. Oh, we see each other often. Yeah, and it's been, you know, it's it's been one of those matchups where it's like, when is Silent Spring going to fight Lynx? And you know, every single time we go to an event. For whatever reason, something happens to him. Something happens to me. We never get. We were very close at Motorama one time. We were one Thunder Child away from fighting. Um, Bloody nice. Uh, Nate Franklin. <laughs> or, we were one Thunder Child away from fighting. And even at what the November Norwalk. I mean, I guess that's after this. But you know, uh, Silent Spring had an early exit, and Lynx went on to win it. So it's like we we were we had the possibility of fighting. We never did, and there's similar events in the past as well. So this was actually the first time that Calvin and I have fought uh, in the history of our entire lives. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, now you fought loads because of December finals. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. Oh yeah, the time machine. We we now know why. Uh, another yet another reason why Calvin is very happy. 
for yeah. for that link's victory. It makes yeah. makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, it, the, the context is very good there. It's um, like I can't even be mad. Those are really good hits. No, absolutely not. Um, talk about your your kind of impressions of the fight because obviously, Mad Catter is no is no pussycat. It, it's not. It's a very very powerful machine this this time. And last year was a big leap forward. This year is a another leap forward again. The way that it you know obviously you know how good Calvin is at driving. He's you know he's won endless amounts of tournaments over the years what was kind of the the mindset going into this well we said okay mad catter all right all right um you know they did extremely well in their first fight so there's a little bit of that understanding how good your opponent is i mean obviously if we're main eventing it's going to be a big deal no matter what but then more curious about what they're going to run because they have a lot of different options i don't i don't think they have a hammer this year so it's going to be vertical disc lifter and then some combination of you know, extraneous bits. Mm. I think the thing that uh, I personally had not accounted for was the was the use of the mini bot because okay, we see Gassy Cat here, and I think that's based around some D two hardware. I don't think it had the the full uh, pushing power. Is mainly for the flamethrower, but I noticed that when we were doing the lineup, they had a different uh, mini bot, which was actually I think I think it was the former Spicy Meatball. So that's like a billet aluminum chassis, pr- powerful brushless drivetrain, and some what, somewhere in 100 or 200 pounds of magnetic force, the one that really bullied overhaul and gave it a hard time. So I was like, okay. I had not thought about that one. So I was really stewing over that one while we were like lining up, trying to think about like, what are we going to do about this, about this, you know, mini bot? And you destroyed it. <laughs> oh, yeah. The devil out of it. <laughs> It gave me so much anxiety when there was a free moment. I just gave it the vertical spinner and then punted it to the wall. Like, Get out of here! Pulled out the magic smoke, and it was it was it was. A, I think we've never really seen like the arena kind of filled filled with smoke the way it has done. And then the such a small robot producing that amount of smoke. It was there is a wonderful set of or a sequence of. You're attacking Mad Catter in the front of frame. In the background, you've got this sort of fog just produce, uh, protruding over the entire box. And it is like fog a scene out of some sort of anime. Yeah, literally. It's, it's like I was like I'm watching Robot Wars Series 10. Again. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. And then Mad Catter also, they added uh, their heavier top armor. So they had some extra weight after everything was said and done. I think French fries freed up some extra weight for them. So mm. they had the AR-500, uh, 316th AR-500 top went on the on the back of the robot to protect all the all the good bits so they added that on there as well so they made a lot of changes Stuck. they showed a lot of respect for for our machine so you know it was an honor they're all worried that we wouldn't be able to get through it but we did you certainly did and and there's there's a few great shots obviously it's again some of the gifts i've seen come out of again very interesting but like the way that sawblade is kind of slamming it into the wall like really giving it the, the beans against the the upper deck and like it's that's the... one way of putting it i've <laughs> seen those gifts <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant like it's just the way that like sawblade is just trying to mount the cat it's amazing it's just <laughs> this this whole fight was just a, like it just didn't stop but it, we, we kind of discussed this myself and jevin we were kind of discussing it before we even saw it and thinking, okay, this is going to be a good fight either way. Like I, I had mm-hmm. backed Mad Catter to win it, you know, to my shame. Um, and I think That's you fine. Well. It's fine. Everyone's got opinions. <laughs> if they're right or if they're wrong, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was, See, uh, it's, don't feel bad, Sam. I was the same way. I'm still stuck in Sawblaze loses to vertical spinners mode and I, proving. That's, that's what, my, my, my thinking was okay. 
the only time a Sawblaze has lost in in this guise have been to Tombstone and to, Tombstone Witch Doctor Uppercut and Tantrum. And my thinking was, okay, so I know it's beaten a few verts in its time as well, but the, when it, when it does lose, it loses generally to a vertical spinner and Tombstone, but Tombstone was fairly fortunate. Mm. I thought, okay, Calvin's a very good driver. He's obviously got his I mean, eye with this with this version. My of, thinking is that Calvin has uh, has been dominant in in Norwalk and uh, having seen the December finals. We've, we've, uh, see, the thing is, we forgot this was before then. Yeah, we, sh- we should have realised. Should have. He, realized. he had nothing to play for at that point, and now he had everything to play for. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it was a wonderful. Another, is this another spin? Um, not spin proof. That's the wrong podcast. Uh, Robocast episode. <laughs> Where we all have to make public apologies that we all went in the wrong way. For this, <laughs> I think so. I think so. Uh, we're very sorry. <laughs> I'll never, I'll never doubt Saw Blaze ever again. And, uh... <laughs> Speaking of, oh, yeah, apologize. Though... Don't, yeah, don't apologize to me. No, that's fine. <laughs> I think. I think if if Calvin ever gets you know his his way with a Lynx esque robot in BattleBots, I think that he's going to tear it up. There's mm. there's no doubt in my mind. Heavy Lynx is yeah. a scary thought. <laughs> heavy heavyweights heavyweights is like you know they cost so much money especially for the battlebot scale of things you have to sort of factor in that that manufacturability and economics egg beater weapons are just so expensive they're expensive mm-hmm. in the small bots they're going to be ab- absurdly expensive in the big robots i think that's egg... as well because they'll get broken yeah as as calvin knows egg beaters do in fact break sometimes mm-hmm. uh yeah, I I think all the disc weapons, especially made out of the AR or the Hardox, you know, uni piece weapons are they're effective and an economical decision. So there's some playing into that. Right. One thing I have to ask before we kind of start wrapping things up for the episode was how much fun was it like doing the kind of the build up with with obviously Martin all, on the other team as well. Yeah, the, the, oh. the trash talk. It, it, it seemed like you were really enjoying. There it. are two ways to skin a cat. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm so glad that they got that in there. So, I mean, it, it's it, it's a main event. It's a big deal for us. We never win main events, and we always seem we always start. Is the things that happen? We always start the the season. We always yeah. lose our second fight in a main event, and you know, all that stuff. So you know, there's there's a lot of pressure building up to it. However, when you're you're you know, competing against such a fun team, a fun guy, a great team, and you know, so much so much personality, you almost you relax a little bit in a sense. It's a, it's so strange, despite yeah. all the pressures, and we had a lot of fun with it. Um, the prompt was the prompt was give us your best uh, Martin Mason expression, <laughs> and so we just went with it. They we surprisingly did not do many takes. I think that was probably the second one. The first one was to I don't know. Someone's in the background, or they were dying of laughter so badly, they'd do it again. But that was—I <laughs> wrote my own lines, you know. Uh, that was a lot of fun, and I'm so glad that it made it in there because I was thinking about the entire time, like, "Oh man, I'm so proud of this. It's punny. It was good. Like, it's, it's so incredibly it's relevant." It's on as well, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. great. There was I was a so really, happy they got in. Really, quite haunting moment in that build-up, though, where. For some reason, they decided it was a good idea to superimpose Martin's face over yours. Um, and it, it, was was, it was so bizarre and out of nowhere. It's just like, all of a sudden, just Martin's face going, oh! <laughs> I, I always really enjoy seeing the, the cuts that they put together. Like, all the, the the hero shots, the team shots, the promo things, because you never know what they're going to come up with. And especially this season, 
the editors are doing an absolutely fantastic oh, job. No this, these are some the of the best highlight real clippy hype things I've ever seen. Yeah, it's, it's the rusty behind the wall for me is is still the the peak the peak <laughs> of this season. It was where, where it's just staring at Rusty throwing tantrum miles miles into the air. That pretty much sums up this week. Um, I think we'll end on JMO. You've now won two fights out of three. At this point, did you did we think okay, we've got to win it this year? We're definitely feeling really good at this point. I mean, first of all, just the high of hey, we finally won a main event. Like, that was a big deal for us. And but really trying to think about uh, what our third opponent will be, I think that was a big that was a big mystery. Um, you know, our opponents thus far have been both very tough. So usually in the the realm of things is, I think in that the the selection committee likes to sort of give you someone on par they might give you like an, an an easier one depending how you do with that one or they if you're a rising robot they'll give you someone that uh you know to, to sort of measure your progress or so someone above you mm. so there's a lot of these you know sort of tiers of robots they have in their mind they're trying to figure out where to put you so we fought two really tough opponents so i guess what are they going to do are we are we going to coast in or are they going to try and like one up us and that's yet to be seen i think who's standing at that same level. I mean, there's some clear clear robots they probably have in their mind, but we need to see how their second fight goes before making any decisions like that. So mm-hmm. we don't know what we're going to do. We went and uh, explored a little bit of Vegas. So. <laughs> what, what did you explore in Vegas? That's what I want to know. That's the rest Rest- of the restaurants and casinos. Very so good. That was my first time in Vegas. So my teammates have been there a few times. So they were like, hey, you should check out this. We all went out as a group, and it's like, you know, Team Sable's on the strip doing whatever. They could have filmed another show about that. <laughs> maybe next year. Maybe, maybe when you win. That's that's the that's the, the real that's the that's the treat at the end of the season. <laughs> um Jamo, thank you very much for joining us. And I have to say, Mike as well, thank you very much for uh for stepping in last minute. It was a very, very yes. thankful. Uh, our other anytime. Um, co-host steve uh, unfortunately couldn't make it tonight but he did want to say hello to you jamo <laughs> hey, <Steve. laughs> with that then i have been sam Elliott 64 i have been world of woodrow i'm mr psycho here for some reason <laughs> and i'm jameson and myself and jevon will see you next week maybe we'll see steve um we hope yeah, so we hope so all right take care everyone <laughs>